The Infertility Podcast is a place of inspiration for every season in life, a resource where listeners can be encouraged to push past obstacles and be motivated by individual stories. The premise of infertility is understanding the season you are in and realizing that there are strategies that can be implemented to enjoy a fertile season. Now on with the show. Welcome to another episode of the Infertility Podcast. We have a the privilege to have our estrogen doctor, Dr. Larissa, and she's joining us for this episode. So before we get started, Dr. Larissa, can you provide some personal, professional highlights, anything that you want to kind of say before we get into the interview questions? Hello. Thanks for having me, Danielle. I'm excited to be here. I am Dr. Larissa, and I am a women's hormone expert. I am a board-certified OBGYN. I am the CEO and chief founder, uh, wellness director with the Estrogen Doctor Company, LLC, of which I've created. And I have a wealth of experience that expands almost two decades now of, of taking care of women in different stages of their life. And um, I know one thing you talk about a lot is seasons Mm -hmm. um, and being in your season and um, being part of definitely other uh, other women's season. I go through personal seasons myself, of course, and I am uh, in the season of rebirthing uh, or birthing a business Mm -hmm. um, that has uh, been definitely my my baby. And part of that is optimizing women's hormones. Yeah. I believe that the, the future female understands that improving, impo- improving hormone balance helps you show up with more performance, productivity, and power. And that's so important through perimenopause and beyond. Yeah. And hey, who doesn't need a little bit of help in that arena, right? Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that intro. Um, you. So you are definitely a wealth of knowledge, so I want to capitalize on our time <laughs> together. <laughs> so um, what motivated you to get into the field of medicine and really specifically women's health? Great question, and it's one that I always like to preface um, that number one, I can honestly tell you, I at some point in my early years in high school, I did go through that. Like, what do I want to do? What do I want to be? Okay, a teacher or a computer programmer or something. But there was a deep interest in math. And at the time, I was good at math. I don't know how good I'm at math right now, but <laughs> um, a blend of the math and sciences. And uh, I can't just say it's, it's just helping people. Um, it was having the innate desire and passion that, okay, you know, I have skill sets that I think could be very valuable in this arena because it is a team sport medicine. You know, you're around other doctors and a central part of that is the key players, your patient. So, or your client that you're working with. And uh, I felt that those married things of me um, just enjoying being a part of that process. Um, now, OBGYN just didn't fall in my lap. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I went through the same thing as far as in, in 
um, medical school because the last two years of medical school, you go through your rotations and your third year is more pivotal because you're going through different rotations. And it wasn't until mid-year that I did my OBGYN um, rotation and it blended um, things that I was definitely interested in, uh, women's health, it blended the continuity to have with women throughout different stages of their lives. And, um, you know, of course, the miracle of delivering a baby, but I, I love working with my hands doing procedures. And so it was eye-opening to really see the breadth and the depth of what an OBGYN physician would do. And so it was a perfect fit. Awesome. 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 So we've talked a little bit about this in the intro, um, imbalanced hormones. So what are some of the symptoms of imbalanced hormones and how can someone tell if their hormones are imbalanced? Mm-hmm. So I'm going I'm to make this real simple. Mm-hmm. Um, if you miss sleep a night, a couple of nights, most likely you've imbalanced your hormones for the next mm. couple of um, if you are, have a very um, stressful life and you know that you're running on adrenaline, that's a hormone imbalance. Mm-hmm. If you are someone who has um, experienced a loss, uh, trauma, mm-hmm. um, particular things where it has impacted your life and such where you, you feel like a lot of times you wake up and you have an out-of-body experience because some of the things that we do. Uh, or experience in our lifetime, that is a hormone imbalance. Mm-hmm. I guess the bottom line, I, I want women to understand that you can see hormone imbalances at many different stages of your life, many events in your life, many situations in your life. And they, uh, your body likes home. Mm-hmm. It likes what we call homeostasis. And so many of our actions and what we do every day we were able to perform and keep going under the shifts that your body constantly does until that dysfunction and the imbalance causes a major malfunction. And that's when you show up in my office. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or, um, or different scenarios where, Hey, I just, it, this doesn't seem right. Um, because I think that's important. A lot of times we feel like it needs to be under the cover of a certain diagnosis. It needs to be under yes. uh, an umbrella of something. But um, there are many things that impact our hormones. And um, so I think that's a good segue. Like, what are hormones? You know, what do they do? And they're just, they're, they're very vital to your biological functions. They're the chemical messengers and facilitators, the, um, the contributors to many of the major bodily functions and they are within our cells out of our cells they perform in different ways but they're exposed by the elements and those elements are anything that can impact from the environment which can um, make their performance less ideal or have another one take the driver's seat and that can cause more of a shifting in behavior periods skin um, uh, how our fertility may be. Um, so there's a lot of things that kind of go into that. Yeah. And you talked about Mm -hmm. some major things that can happen, Mm -hmm. trauma, stress, Mm -hmm. and sometimes, you know, you go in and you 
get all this blood work done and everything looks fine, but you're like, hey, I got these symptoms and even though my blood work is looking good, this is what I'm feeling, you know? So it's important to know, you know, what to kind of look for and um, what are the chief causes for an imbalance. So thank you so much for sharing that. So um, what are some estrogen-related uh, health issues that you see most in your um, you know, practicing medicine? What are some of the estrogen-related uh, health issues that you see women come in time and time again um, as you've been doing this for, you know, like you said, almost two decades? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it, when we're talking about estrogen excess, mm-hmm. um, many of the things that I want to make sure that women are educated about is we can use the terms estrogen dominant or estrogen excess or low progesterone or what have you, but understand that those shifts or those changes that make that particular environment, there's a much more complexity to that. And on a very, you know, cellular level, I mean, the engines um, behind of, you know, what makes us an organism that lives and breathes, there are many um, pathways that um, that hormones are ideally a part of. And so when we talk about these shifts that may promote more of a um, ex- estrogen excess environment or a low progesterone or excess testosterone, um, one in particular that women may be familiar with is polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura, and this is PCOS Awareness Month, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, endometriosis is a big estrogen-dependent type process. Um, and overall, those are the two big ones outside of irregular reproductive things because medications, stress, um, particular um, medical problems like fibroids. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a big one, you know. Yes. Um, if I had to put the three up there, that would be definitely the three that they contribute. And then all the outliers, um, even with, you know, perimenopausal, menopausal women or, you know, women of a younger age, um, those are three big ones, you know, where the chief complaint or reason why they sh- uh, a woman will show up is bleeding or just not feeling right. And um, well, they say my tests are normal. That's, that's a common one. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're intuitive. Like, Hey, something's not right. Something's wrong. <laughs> wrong. No, don't lie to me. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, definitely. And, um, we've talked a little bit about, uh, in this podcast about fibroids. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really common, especially in the African-American community. Um, and there's, you know, there's so many things that, um, I was I was talking to one of my mentees that we have symptoms, but we kind of attribute it to something else. Like, oh, my stomach is hurting. Oh, it was probably something I ate or whatever. And it's really a hormonal imbalance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important that we pay attention to what our body is saying. Mm-hmm. So you have outlined the four building blocks of women's health. So four Ds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love the concept. So can you cover each one and explain why it's important? Okay, sweet. Um, so I'm, I, I, I'm a, I feel like I'm a teacher by nature in some ways too. And I like to break down big concepts into a smaller framework because I think 
you need that ability to take small things that are so complex and just mm -hmm. treat them one by one. Um, and the 4D model is something I've created where I institute within my hormone optimization programs with women. And so in the season that I'm in right now, as I transition from uh, one practice to another, has really given me the opportunity to optimize the 4D model where the first one is, I call it the, um, the detour. Mm -hmm. um, and the simplest version of a definition of detour is a roundabout or alternative route to your destination. So we still have a vision in hand, number one. We still have a destination that we're trying to achieve and go to. But uh, a lot of my movement when it comes to helping women is to understand there's a change in mindset that needs to happen. Yes. There's, uh, there's a change that needs to uh, be embodied in that mindset of what health and wellness look like. Mm -hmm. And one way we need to do so is kind of challenge our current systems a little bit more and really find a little bit deeper of where some of those answers lie. And um, so it's a big mindset thing because like we talked about the environmental stressors and other things. And as you mentioned, African-American women and many women could have cultural sensitivities and impacts institutionally for so long. Yes. that um, affect them at such a deeper level, especially when we're talking about trying to conceive. The second one is distress, uh, which is kind of self-explanatory, but taking um, from a different component of really evaluating what those stressors impact. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to couple that with the third D detox because outside of um, the self-explanatory, removing toxins from your body, therefore decreasing the level of inflammation, but that's where I found um, using other applications and understanding how your genes can work for you or understanding how your genes are expressed, which is the tool of epigenetics, which I, uh, I, I utilize when I work with women in this space. And then the other one is declutter. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of what we I've mentioned before with the Ds have to do with that um, particular source that we may tangibly know that we can remove but sometimes it's those things that are sitting around you that just need to be removed out of the way so not yeah. just materials but people removing things where your spirit doesn't feel so confined mm. and i mean we're finding that what on like they just dropped another netflix series of people who are like these two women i don't know if you've seen it you know yeah. and that's their whole organization that's their thing organization and um, there was another, oh God, I'm having a brain fart right now, but there've been a couple of Netflix series based on these organization or declutter gurus. Okay. And, um, and it's a freeing of space. It's a freeing of, you know, a transition from one thing to another and it exposes some unhealed wounds a lot of times. Yes. People. And so it's power in that. And I'm all about really helping women create powerful lives through the expertise that I can bring. Awesome. So detour, de-stress, detox, and declutter. And there's one thing that you talked about, epigenetics. We've never talked about this on this podcast. So if you could please um, expand on that point. Um, yeah, so that we're all kind of on the same page here. On the same page. <laughs> yes. Um, I always like to start with the, uh, the premise of 
understanding that our genes, our genetic makeup is impacted by those things around us. And I have, uh, one of the things I always say is, you know, we give a prenatal vitamin on the first OB visit. And technically, you know, it should be a foundation of really like pushing people to do prenatal vitamins all the time, because as far as I'm concerned, if you're not on birth control, then most likely you may tip to, you know, you're trying to get pregnant. So if that's the case, then you need to nourish your body accordingly. And so um, epigenetics is uh, the study of understanding how chemical factors, other environmental things that surround us from nutrition um, to those chemicals and um, other things and how they um, change the expression of our genes Mm. and without necessarily changing the innate gene structure itself. And that equates to certain genes being turned on or turned off. Mm. And that can have um, great implications. And um, the beauty of it is, is as this research is evolving and we're getting more information of it, you can get very detailed information from um, potential triggers that you may have, um, variations in how your genetic code is expressed that may um, end up resulting in a particular description of what it looks like, wow. certain particular sensitivities, um, and from a macro and micronutrient standpoint, um, you can find out information about your clock genes, which is part of your biological clock. You said you're a night owl. There's yes. genetic expressions that <laughs> that conclude those type of things as well. And I'm a big one about okay, sleep is important. Um, to your athletic performance and hormones, you know, um, how your particular um, hormones are expressed as well as your detox um, genes are expressed. So it gives a lot more fundamental knowledge that um, is not something that you can just go to your doctor, your regular doctor and ask for. Um, So I feel like this is additional information because my belief is the future female looks at the whole body connection and see yes. how these things put together to really get the, the more ideal outcomes that you're looking for. Yes, definitely. Thank you for explaining that to us. Mm-hmm. So um, there are many blood tests out there, especially for women who are go- on an infertility um, journey. They have taken all sorts of blood tests. Um, mm-hmm. But for someone who may be just kind of starting out or they just don't know what to do, what to test, um, mm-hmm. and, and even specifically for the hormone imbalance. What mm-hmm. are maybe one or two tests or blood work that you would recommend um, mm-hmm. to a woman who is on this journey trying to conceive? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to frame this and what I think is ideal for what we need to call it what it is, which is preconception health. Okay. And I think it needs its own individual umbrella because it, the same goal is still in mind, right? Same destination. You mm-hmm. know, it's just mindset thing. Um, and so some ideal tests that are usually drawn are your day three FSH um, and checking out your anti-Mullerian hormone AMH. Have y'all talked about those? No, um, no, those no. Or anything? no. Um, and just some general blood work because a lot of times you may not necessarily know you may have some um, anemia or um, thyroid testing. 
Um, these levels um, are very important and on top of a baseline ultrasound. And then for someone who is um, having a normal, what we call menstrual cycle or have a normal luteal schedule of a cycle, then you want to test what we call a day 21 progesterone. So it gives you an opportunity to know, okay, you have had an ovulation. There's a number there that usually roughly over 10, you have a decent progesterone response, but you also want to test the estradiol at both of these points to have a comparison or a ratio. And I mean, most doctors use um, either one or two of those tests or a combination, but to really have a complete profile, I like to use a better test, especially if a woman's had um, um, previous uh, attempts for a long period of time. Age plays a big part. Um, because of over, um, you know, women are getting pregnant later. And once you get over 35, there are certain things that you definitely want to make sure to rule out because um, there's more cardiovascular risk and other risks that go along with that. And like I said, I think I already mentioned a baseline ultrasound. And then part of what I work with within my consulting and coaching business is I institute that epigenetics tool um, in there and something called a Dutch test which also helps to evaluate your hormones at a deeper level. Um, and, but the first part of that preconception evaluation is one. Now, with that, and because I get on a little, I'm trying not to get on a little soapbox, I think <laughs> it's very important <clears throat> for women who have had previous miscarriages to get uh, what we call, a, um, a, what I usually termed it or had a special test recurrent, um, miscarriage panel. Yes, I'm, I, I'm taking that, that and uh, I think it was called the habitual aborter panel when I was taking it. Yeah. Okay. God, that does sound like It's awful. horrible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That does sound awful, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. But it's one that you usually surprised, um, gets missed a lot by the time someone that I've seen has had three miscarriages and may not have never had that test done, and that could be different reasons, not saying it's necessarily the burden of the physician, but many women may have miscarriages at home or mm -hmm. had that positive pregnancy and never did, you know, follow through and just, you know, have kind of um, resulted in however they wanted to heal or grieve from it. Yes. And that can be impactful in so many ways, so. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome um, information because I think oftentimes going into it, going into this journey, you don't know what to test, you don't know what questions to ask, um, and it's very important to be, you know, knowledgeable um, and also advocate for yourself because, um, mm -hmm. like you said, you can be on your third and fourth miscarriage, and that test that we just mentioned, um, it tests so many things. I remember yeah. when I went in to take it, they had like ten vials, <laughs> and I had to like sit there for a little a bit because mm -hmm. uh, I was getting a little bit um, lightheaded and hot um, oh, no. they're like you can stay here for a little bit I was like thank you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so yes but it's very important to you know just be open to um, the blood work and the tests that are done because in the long run it does you know pay off so you've talked about the season that you're in you're birthing mm -hmm. a business um, so I wanted you to kind of discuss what services you offer and also you do have a program called shop so signature mm -hmm. hormone optimization program mm -hmm. um, so I know that's one of the services but what are some of the things that you offer your clients great so um, my target I have two target areas and one like I said I like to put the umbrella with 
my perimenopausal and menopausal because this is a time where still it's like this you know whether you've had a baby or not there's a there's a major transition going on developmentally psychologically um biologically and uh, there are many things that this presents as and um and then under the helm of preconception health because my target audience here I recognize, you know, it's always those gaps. You feel like, oh, you know, what can we do? What can we, you know, how can I impact women on a much deeper level? And within that, um, my target uh, arena are women who have delayed childbearing, those women who are really trying to optimize their bodies before entering, getting pregnant Mm -hmm. or, uh, or potentially entering into that space that may involve advanced reproductive treatments or fibroid surgery, any of those types of things that, you know, you really want to optimize your body. But most importantly, really understand that there's transgenerational effect, meaning like your grandmother's grandmother, you know, all of, you know, there's epigenetic or marks or variations that can have that. And so that's the basics of understanding how my programs have birthed and uh, how they've developed over time. So number one, I, I have a very detailed focused um, assessment uh, from a physical and a lifestyle um, standpoint, uh, making sure to understand a lot of that. And that really kind of helps bring the whole body connection together mm-hmm. um, because I really want to know how those things are impacted as well. Um, I do do a genetic profile where that is evaluating these different variants, what we call genomic or gene variants that um, may indicate certain deficiencies or particular areas that I mentioned before that we can optimize to improve the body to work at better cylinders. Um, and um, I, I've integrated technology. So in my more advanced program, I use the Aura Ring, which I use now, um, that is being tested more within some um, major sports organizations now, the NBA and the WNBA and NASCAR. Um, but I've had this like almost a year now, and I think, uh, it's been really good with tracking in a better sense, um, with really helping with understanding how you can take your health to another level by gearing toward those things that could impact other um, bio- biometric markers. In uh, each one of those programs, and um, the shop is uh, renamed the Future Female Power Reset. Okay. That is my um, my up level signature program, um, but it institutes an opportunity for me not only to dissect those things I've mentioned before, but to really um, get some some hard solutions because it's a range of women that may seek me out because of things I mentioned before. But I mean, all the things under the umbrella: weight loss um, um, and getting energy, decreasing mm-hmm. brain fog. Um, feeling more confident, want to feel like, hey, I want to show up like I want to show up, and I'm yeah. not feeling that way, you know. Yeah. Um, versus someone who is like, yeah, I know I've I've been really dealing with my career, I've really been stressed, I've been taking care of my parents and everything, but I really want to start a family, and I really want to optimize my chances of getting pregnant. So I know I, you know, that introspective, like, hey, I want to do something about my health, or I haven't gotten the right answers in the right place. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, yes, yes. Like I said earlier, um, Dr. Larissa is a wealth of knowledge. Um, so uh, to close us out, I have one final question. Yes. Um, for a woman who, because you know my target audience is, is mostly women who are trying to conceive. Yeah. Uh, so what are some words of, in, of advice or encouragement that you would have for someone tuning in to this particular episode, um, dealing with women's health and just dealing with this journey of trying to conceive? What would be your words of advice? My biggest thing that... Um, I would definitely put out there is you listen to yourself, mm -hmm. um, push the envelope. Um, I always feel that you're one question away or six degrees away from that information that you truly need that can, you know, impact your life and what, whatever journey you decide to go on and um, becoming a mother, mm -hmm. because not only it's a, a big responsibility, it's a responsibility that you, you want and that you choose. And, um, and with that, that comes a lot of trauma, a lot of, you know, of trying to get pregnant or yes. noticing things that, okay, you haven't. And, um, and it's a lot of happiness that goes along the road too, of trying to get there. Um, but be still in the moment. I, I love the beauty of what you talk about in the seasons. Yes. Um, I think there's power in that. And, um, oftentimes when we don't know what to do, oftentimes it's good to just be still and really get your body like decompress. <laughs> you know, you have to like decompress mm -hmm. because uh, I, I do believe all the stressors for over time make a big deal and nutrition is huge yes. as, as well. So um, that's, you know, that's my words of wisdom. I mean, I can get on a whole you know, like, hey, have a whole community because I'm, I'm a, I was a late mother. Um, I had my young one at 37, 38. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely relate to, you know, women who have tried earlier or delayed or um, trying to get pregnant a little later for whatever reason it is. It still impacts your life in such a way where no matter what, um, you need that support, you need that community in which your podcast has provided as well because anything to help uplift in that particular point in a woman's life is helpful yes definitely so how can we stay connected with you um, via social media your website mm -hmm. how can mm -hmm. we stay connected with you Great. Um, so you can visit me on my website, www.drlarisa, that's D-R-L-A-R-E-E-S-A.com. Um, you can use Dr. Larissa and the social handles on all social media channels, pretty much link, um, excuse me, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You're welcome to join my private Facebook group, uh, the Future Female Power Reset, and schedule a call. I mean, if this is been something that interests you um you'll have it in your show notes you can get yes. it on my website um and you want to take it a step further um and hey i'm there and i believe that like you said this is um you're destined to do certain things as mm -hmm. you're put in this position yourself yeah. to um restore a type of ministry that is missing in your normal medical outlet so I do appreciate what you're doing, guys. Thank you. I mean, it's been over a year since, right? Yes. We've been doing it. Yes. So 
whoop, whoop to that. Yes, you know? yes. And um, I, I thank you for the opportunity to have a platform for something like this. Yes, and I appreciate you sharing your knowledge and your expertise with us. Um, this is the first time we've had an OBGYN on the podcast, um, and I thought it was very, very important, especially mm-hmm. for something we haven't discussed yet with um, hormonal imbalance mm-hmm. um, and and I think that oftentimes um, the symptoms present itself but we don't know mm-hmm. the underlining things that may be causing it so mm-hmm. this is a definitely a good gateway um, conversation um, and now we have mm-hmm. your contact so that we can get, stay connected <laughs> with you mm-hmm. um, you know as we continue on in this journey so thank Absolutely. you so much for joining um, for this episode uh, and I hope this is not the last time that we chat and um, (laughs) I'm looking forward to uh, what you birth in this season um, with your business and just know that it's very, very much needed um, for this community. So thank you again for joining and thank you for everyone tuning in. Ciao. Have a good day. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the infertility podcast. Be sure to connect with me via social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Joseph or on Facebook, Master Mentor and Minister. Or you can visit my website, which is www.iamdaniellejoseph.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.